It is recording now. Podcast 1313. I'm here with my friend Spark, who's a huge fan of Disney and everything that it produces. Hey, real funny. Hardy, hard, hard. Having a trouble playing, aren't you? Yeah, well, you know, I have to be accurate to the people listening about where your interests lie. You are a huge fan of Disney, especially a fan of what they've done with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're having all this misinformation. <laughs> the very first thing we're recording, you you know, you're dropping bomb. Okay, let, let's talk about your your actual thoughts on just general experience and knowledge of Star Wars. Then, mm. all right. Well, obviously, I've been a fan of Star Wars for a very long time. Actually, shut up! Did I say? I'm, okay, I'm Dave. I can't remember if I said that. But go on. Yeah, you, well, I am Spark. But, um, yeah, <laughs> well, we'll catch up right now. But, yeah, I've been, like, a fan of, like, Star Wars in general since, like, you know, the 90s on up since I was a kid. And, like, as I talked before, like, I started reading, like, you know, well, obviously you had the movies, right? And this mm-hmm. is when, you know, George Lucas kept, you know, releasing, like, little stupid edits <laughs> of, like, the movies. But now, like, the latest edit, I think, which is kind of stupid to me, it was Much Return like of he. Jedi. Well, he added, like, the no for Darth Vader. It's like, no! It's like, why would you add that? You know what I mean? When he mm-hmm. throws the Emperor down the the, uh, the energy shaft. But I had, had it on, um, I still had the cassettes, special editions. That's how all that stuff is. And obviously reading the books, like, Galaxy of Fear and, um, Another, but like Troclus in his little series, you know, it was pretty good. Plus, the toys and the games. Like, that was like when like Rogue Squadron 1 and 2 was pumping out. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Shadow of the Empire came out during the N64. I played, I played a, a hell of a lot of that. That was a good ass game. Um, remember when Rogue Squadron came out? I used to play that a lot, then it kept getting better. Like, it's bad. Uh, the third one was bad in my opinion, but we'll probably get into that later. But yeah, I've been dabbling in Star Wars for quite a long time. Longer than like most stuff I consume nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned the, the George Lucas edit autism because uh, the Disney Plus version of the movies they put up, they, they actually put up a version where he had like an edit he did years ago. You know about it. It's the one uh, with Han Solo and Greedo sitting down and they added in before hey, Greedo yeah. dies, the McClunky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, I have the. I also bought DVDs back, like back in the day, like the Blu-rays. I, I think they're Blu-rays, but I can go between like the theater versions unedited and some of his edits. And th- that was before, like I said, he had like the last time they got their hands on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know why they felt the need to go back and like edit that stuff. It's like it's kind of unneeded. But uh, granted, like the Empire Strikes Back. They put, like, uh, uh, the guy who played, like, Ian, right? Mm-hmm. The, you know, the modern emperor in for Empire Strikes Back. So, like, that old weird dude that they had in there. Yeah, it was like a mean? rubber mask or something, wasn't it? Yeah. It was something. Like, it, it was just, it looked weird. Like, I remember as a kid, the emperor, and how, like, he looked like some, like, the typical, like, evil 80s space <laughs> wizard, right? But then Return of the Jedi, he looked completely different. I'm like, okay. That's so weird to consider, because, like, my image of the Emperor has always just been Ian McDermott, or however you say his name. Yeah. But, like, people in theaters saw that thing. And it's like, like I said, it reminds me of, like, those, like, 80s, like, cartoons or movies. You see, like, the the evil, like, wizard dude, because that's what it reminded me of. It's like, all right. But, yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's an edit I kind of like, because, like, it makes no sense keeping the original emperor in there because like everybody knows Ian as you know he played the you know, the emperor as the emperor so mm-hmm. uh, I wrote down in my notes here in the general experience and knowledge of Star Wars section what memorable moments that we have and this could be like anything from books games comics just anything that kind of comes to mind that you've consumed regarding Star Wars media anything like memorable, uh, memorable? yeah like anything like any memorable moments like in Dark Empire when those two dark side dumb fucks <laughs> pull up the fucking building. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember like reading that comic, and like, cause I was ahead of you when I was reading it, and you were like, "Oh yeah, these guys look so intimidating, right?" And I'm like, "No, they're not intimidating," because it, it's like it's so stupid. 
they they literally destroyed their own star destroyer by tracker beaming some long like you know pointed building right in the star destroyer it's like it's so stupid like how how do you how do you mess that up yeah for the people who haven't read dark empire like the scene is literally like the millennium falcon is trying to escape narshada i think the planet was and like these two dark side apprentices whatever they are working for the emperor they're on a star destroyer they try to like they try to use a tractor beam to get the millennium falcon han does some type of maneuver that makes them miss and attach the tractor beam to a building and pull it into their ship destroying and killing everyone Every, like even the, I don't think they escaped either. Like it literally, like they crashed on Narshada, and like Narshada is like a big ass. It's kind of like Coruscant, mm-hmm. but a little bit smaller. Still, like you know, sitting that sort of straight crashed and killed a whole bunch of innocent other people. Yeah, so, all, like, all that presence you built up for those uh, those villains immediately flushed down the toilet when I saw that. Well, Dark Empire, like I said, we, that, that's that needs its own little thing for us to nitpick. Oh my god! Yeah, we're gonna be going through a lot of obscure, mainly obscure legend stuff, like not just novels, but comics and the D six books later on, later on down the line. That is gonna be a priority. Fucking Dark Empire. Yeah, yeah. Like the comics, like we've, there's a lot of good comics out there for Star Wars, like um, Crimson Empire. Thank you. That reminded myself. Crimson Empire, the first edition, like, because it, it comes in, like, three parts. I've had the first part. I, that has to be, like, one of the most, like, in my opinion, like, one of my favorites, because, like, I read that when I was a little kid, and it still resume, resonates with me. You know, Kirk Kanos, which is a guard in the in the comic. I'm not going to, you know, too many spoilers here, but, like, he kicks ass. Mm-hmm. I think the, the first volume is the best out of the three, TBH. Yeah. But then it gets, it gets weird with the Xanabar aliens, you know. <laughs> they they the fucking cannibals. Nightmare fuel. I love them. Why do you like the Xanabar? Oh, like things. I'm like holding Because they're just fucking creepy. Yeah, it's really... Well, it doesn't, like... We're probably going to get into this more, but, like, a spoiler here. Like, the D6 books, the aliens... Jesus. That is... There's a lot of freaky shit in those D6 books like back in the day they had, a, they had a well they had a lot like a lot of imagination compared to nowadays yeah they were on a different level back in the 80s making shit well that was before they even really nailed down the setting 100% for some of those books so a lot of sci-fi weirdness of the era creeped in yeah like I, like I was telling you I was uh, I was like reading a few pages of the Han Solo adventures remember they're like boy like uh, remind me of some Star Trek shit like prime the batteries <laughs> Yeah, what is this? yeah. I'm writing down notes of all the weird words I see in Star's End, which we're gonna be doing a whole episode on. Cause like I picked up a couple words that are just, like this is before they even named Chewie's gun a bowcaster, so they're calling it Chewbacca's bow. What is it? Chewbacca's crossbow weapon. They called it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. This is that far back. Yeah. Well, like you, like you were, you were discussing with me, like when you're reading it, it's like this is before they actually like, you know, nailed down that stars esque aesthetic. So it's it's kind of like they're trying to take like a blend of, you know, different like sci-fi like um, genres at that moment and trying to you know kind of mm-hmm. make its own identity, which thank God it kind of made its own, Star Wars made its kind of its own identity at that point because like like I said I was reading it and I kind of had like it kind of felt like it was like Star Trek ish in a way. Which, you know, the old Star Trek, I know this is a Star Wars plot, but, like, the old Star Treks aren't bad, like, but, like, if I want to read Star Trek, I want to read Star Trek now, you know, in a Star Wars novel. I know Star Trek has, like, a lot of, like, its own separate EU, but it's, like, distinctly a separate timeline for all of the television productions. I wonder, like, how it compares, if they're good or not. You know, I've consumed a lot of like I've watched some of the OG Star Treks, but I like the Next Generation and obviously Voyager, and then um, Deep Space Nine. But then like uh, JJ, you know, uh, everybody's favorite, <laughs> like, right there got a hold of it, and now it's like its own little timeline. So like I kind of saw pay attention after that because like it just it goes absolutely crazy. But then again, like I said, we're not, I don't want to talk too much about that, because like I said, we're supposed to be talking Star Wars, not, you know, Star Trek here. But yeah, it kind of diverts in its own little timeline there. Yeah, I know that gets fucking confusing. 
Uh, yeah. I have written down here what medium we mostly consume in Star Wars. I'd say for me, it's probably books. That's the most shit I just go through regarding Star Wars. Hmm. There is a lot of book. Like for me, I watch a lot of like the movies, like Episode One, Two, Three, you know, Four, Five, and Six. Uh, Rogue Squad, and not like Rogue One here and there. I don't want to call it Rogue Squad. But <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to I used to read, um, like I said, the Oculus, you know, books. I forget what they're called. It's been it's been a quite a while. But Galaxy of Fear, I've I've read most of. And comics, it's, it's weird because when I was a little kid, I used to consume like the books like you were, but I, I didn't have access to a lot of the media, so I didn't really like read a lot of the Star Wars. But I, like I literally re- reread it, like the Troclus stuff and Galaxy of Fear like at least 10, 20 times. When you're a kid, you can kid. just you can just consume and reread or replay stuff so many times without getting bored. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like with like Rogue Squadron, like I consumed a lot of the games too, right? And, like, with the first Rogue Squadron, you know, like, I played it over and over again. But, like, those games, um, they were made with love because it's, like, not only after you beat the game, there's other stuff to unlock, you know, and, like, different challenges to do. It's not like now, like, nowadays, like, there's not that many Star Wars games. I I guess, like, Fallen Order, if you like that, but that doesn't seem to be my cup of tea. Like, I would like another, like, Jedi Outcast-esque you know, game because that was that was really fun. Well, like it's not exclusive to EA now, which thank God. But still, it's like God, yeah. Who else can you really hand it off to? I mean, Ubisoft <laughs> is doing something that's just EA light. Yeah, and it's like, well, I, yeah, like well, it's like most of the game companies nowadays. Like, I, like recently, like I did buy Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like <laughs> that was my last sixty dollar purchase, but like. It's kind of disappointed to me, at least, because, like, there's a lot of stuff, obviously, they did cut out, and it was rushed, and they did have bugs. I mean, I beat it, and I have, like, 90-something hours on it. Like, I'm not saying, like, it's a horrible game at all, but it's not kind of what they promised, in a way. Like, there, there be, I thought there was going to be a lot more interactivity in that game, but it's like you can't trust a lot of these game companies now. I mean, I would like to see some indie companies, you know, some small, small studios that still have, like, that love for like gaming and stuff instead of like these really large faceless corporations that all they do is just want to put microtransactions mm. and you know um, season passes like you know that's sort of bullshit it's like you know when I want to buy a game I want to have it like complete and not have shit cut out of it because you want to make a quick buck I'll pay money for the expansions right if it's a good expansion I'll pay that 30 bucks if it brings me a good you know amount of fucking gameplay but like it's just like I said, like the Ubisoft stuff. I'm not too. I'm not looking forward to it because they're just going to nickel and dime you. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing rumors too about a Kotor remake being done by Aspire Media or something that I guess like ported Star Wars mobile games before. Ah, uh, yeah, that that doesn't go well then. <laughs> that doesn't go well. No. Oh my god. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, if, no, no, if no, it's no. true, if it's true, it's on the way. So, yeah, our mutual friend, we hope definitely buy that. Oh uh, yeah, well, we, we know a lot of quote unquote Star Wars fans, fans since 2014, as we call them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I like I don't want to say that I make I make us, you know, it sounds like we, you know, we we snoop each other's own farts, but it's like we there's, don't do there's that? quite a difference. No, okay, that's fucking true. <laughs> Like, there's a different like fan. Like you can you can tell like yeah. between the people who are just like brand new into the fandom and others that have been with it for quite a long time. But like it, because like you know, I guess if you want to defend Disney, go ahead. But like I'm not a big fan of Disney Star Wars. To be honest with you. And you know, like around like 2016, the Rogue One Rebel season two era. That's when I was like more willing to give New Canon a chance. Uh, I'm just going to start transitioning in my next question here, which is about how we feel generally about new canon, which it's very clear to us, but to the audience, we both don't like it. We absolutely hate it. (laughs) It's wasted potential. Like uh, like I've discussed before, in The Force Awakens, they should have had Han, Leia, uh, you know, like all the OG when they're still there, able to like, you know, Act because Carrie Fisher's you know gone. You can't have her back. 
you know. Uh, like Lando's, I, like uh, he's uh, he's getting old. He's really old. They should have had everybody have like a send off and kind of pass a torch to like the new group of like you know heroes. Yeah, that's and the thing. There was like no torch passing. You know, it's like oh, I'm gonna kill Han Solo, so Mitchie, you know, I'm kind of in. You know, I mean, Adam Driver did a really good job playing Kylo. Like his acting's pretty good, but like his character just sucks. It's just stupid. they just kept fucking around you know? with his character. Like they were building up that he might turn to the light in the second movie. Then he just goes full stop. Yeah. No, I'm evil. But then they just have him become a good guy in the last one anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> and then have and most. Finn, remember, remember, Finn was supposed to be some prominent, yeah. like you know, he had to be the that, comic. That's, that's the know, worst. He's, he's, the, he's the worst example of the wasted potential of the trilogy. Honestly, yeah. like I thought he was going to play a bigger role, but it turns out he's just some side character. And his main nemesis is also a side character. Yeah, like cat with the. Phantom, right? Yeah, with the chrome armor. I thought she's gonna have a, a little bit bigger presence in the Dude. movies. I was kind of disappointed they didn't. Okay, know, back back in like it. the 2016 era, before or 2017, before Last Jedi came out, and I saw what it fucking was. Uh, I listened to an audiobook of the Phasma novel before the new movie, thinking it was gonna be relevant for the upcoming movie, <laughs> and it wasn't. Yeah, turned out to be no. I mean, I did like her armor though, like the chrome yeah. armor. I mean, I look cool. Like I, we, yeah, we. Let me discuss this out loud. Like we discussed, like the, you know, episode one, the uh, Naboo, you know, fires and stuff. They had uh, that cool, like, um, yeah, cool, it was made like, out of, shot. Uh, yeah, they called it chromium. Yeah, and episode two, when, when uh, Padme, her little thing that her little shuttle had that mm. on it. I mean, I, I think that looks pretty neat in a way. Yeah, I always like the look of that. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Did you ever play the? Um, for, it was for N sixty four. The um, there was a game that just let you play as like uh, like a Naboo pilot, and like you had a fight against you know against the Trade Federation. And it also had some land elements as well. It was pretty neat. No, that's before my time. The N sixty four. I'm too much of a zoomer. Shit, dude, you probably can like emulate that shit now. So that, that's likely. the beauty of it. But this is the pen. Yeah. Uh, do you have a particularly favorite era, Mister Spark? Well, like you know, the New Republic era, the uh, Rise of the Empire, era, that sort of thing. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I like the Rebellion era because, like, that's what I grew up in, and I liked after the Rebellion also when that stuff was going on. Because to me, it's it's interesting because I like the aspect of like rebels fighting against some big bad empire, mm. and I also like the uh, like I'm a big I, I do love the empire too because I like the aesthetic and you know the way they operate. I mean they're pretty neat. There's a lot of wrong with it, right? Like the ten billion variants of stormtroopers, but, you know. <laughs> you know, there's some cool aspects of it, but like, and I also like the how the empire kind of collapsed upon itself in the EU instead of like. In the new can, like the Disney one year later, they all just fall apart. Yeah, and like this is an empire that spanned across most galaxy, and it's supposed to be all these like numbers of worlds and a big of like huge standing army. It's like it's not going to collapse that fast, you know. Like it's going to splinter probably, but it's not going to like one battle isn't going to like push them to like unknown space. Like this is a that's like a logistics nightmare. Like, all those Star Destroyers, all those people, like... Well, I remember in Aftermath, fucking Chuck Chuck Wendig's shitty-ass trilogy, he was, like, he was, uh, contriving reasons for, like, Star Destroyers to just be destroyed or just go missing or accidentally jump into stars and shit. It's like, really? Yeah, you know, there's a lot to say about old Wendig. (laughs) Yeah, he fired his ass. Yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Ah... You know, uh, he he almost came to my state here for a book festival. I remember me telling you about that. We almost went there to meet him because then it get canceled by the uh, yeah Cronus. Yes, which is unfortunate. Yeah, you should have fucking met his ass, asking what the hell he was doing with <laughs> books. What what was the one thing you tell me? It was like a, a ziggity zoobity. Yeah, for the booty yeah. There, 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 there's there's a scene 
where there's a TIE fighter chase, and he describes the TIE fighter is moving herkily jerkily. How, how does it move? What, what the fuck's herkily jerkily? Like, like he also, got, like, back and forth. And he also says earlier in the scene that TIE fighters don't have ejection seats, but they have ejection seats in that scene because a character uses it to survive. But TIEs don't have ejection sheets, sheets, seats. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but tie pods, like, they're they're able to survive, like, in the vacuum of space for, like, a little bit. Yeah, they have the suit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, like, why wouldn't they? Well, well, the problem is with ties, they're kind of... Well, they don't have shields, so I don't imagine they have ejection seats either. Well, they are flimsy as shit. Well, that's not the point. The point is, like, like a regular-ass TIE fighter, if you get, you know, shot and, like, blow up in space, you're probably going to die, because it's kind of... It's not really, like, built, you know, really sturdily. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not like the TIE Defenders or, like, the uh, the other advanced TIE variants, you know. The, the basic bitch TIE is supposed to be, like, you know, a cheap, you know, manufactured, like, fighter for the Empire. Yes. What would you say is more obnoxious, being an Empire fan that you are? Someone who, like a hardcore Imperial fan who thinks the Empire did nothing wrong, or a hardcore Mando fan? <sighs> That's fucking hard. Jesus. Um, well, okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. Both are bad. I, I, I don't agree with both, because the Empire did a lot of shit wrong. <laughs> What, can, like, what do they really fan. do wrong? I mean, really. Really? Okay, <laughs> well, only two Death Stars was a fucking complete retardation. Like, there's that. Um, God, what else they die? There's, like, uh, like their secret weapons department. They just built a lot of, like, useless dumb shit. Slavery. Slavery? Like, the Wookiee slaver shit? Yeah, it's kind of stupid. I mean, you, you could just build droids. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense, right? You go to Kashik and you're going to enslave like an entire species that's like eight foot or above that could literally rip your arms off, right? And enslave them to work on like the Death Star and other projects. I feel more safer mass producing because they took over the Trade Federation shit, right? So why can't you just produce worker droids? It'd be more safer and effective, right? You don't have to feed droids, you don't have to, you know, watch over droids. You could just have them build your ship. Why Wookiees? Yeah, so Star Wars is kind of that type of setting where there's just a lot of shit they do for the sake of it looking cool, quote unquote, or not even looking cool, just not making sense in general. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I, like I can understand you kind of you have to subjugate the Wookiees, right? But I would not want to be in charge of overlooking them because they could just like literally burp off your head. Yeah, with it like hell no. Uh. Before I forget, because I asked you about what your favorite era was, mine, I'm kind of of two minds about it, because I really like that period immediately after the end of the Clone Wars, the Dark Times era, where uh, the early okay, Empire yeah. is spreading around, there's still some Jedi trying to run, and Separatist holdouts, all that. It's a really good moment of, like, drama, and I don't think it gets much love outside of the comic, really. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of me in that era, funny enough. Like, there's some, but not too much. Yeah. But I like that, but I really like the post-Endor era, where you have the Thrawn trilogy, the Luke building his Jedi and all that. That's a really good one for story potential, too. Yeah. Because I think when by the, by the time Thrawn, you know, got on the scene, the Empire, like, got pushed back, and they, didn't they have their Civil War too? I think yeah, there was um, yeah. was Thrawn trilogy before or after Dark Empire in the timeline? Uh, I think it was after Dark Empire. Yes, because don't we see the twins in Dark Empire? Right. Uh yeah yeah no they were just born yeah no 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 the twins were not born in Dark Empire. The twins were born during Thrawn's trilogy because Thrawn tried to kidnap the twins because of Sabaoth. But Anakin, he was a baby in Dark Empire, and he's the youngest of the kids. <sighs> I don't think they were born because remember Palpatine was like, "I can go into your womb, Leia," you know. Yeah, because because she was pregnant with Anakin, who's the youngest. 
Yeah. So I think... Um, or maybe they just didn't show them for some reason in Dark Empire, because I know there's, there was some beef with Zahn and uh, the dude who was making Dark Empire at the time, where you know they kind of wanted each of their works to take precedent, and I guess define the coming era. Thankfully, Zahn won. Thankfully, because that, that comic was an acid dream. I, I kind of want to figure that out now. Like, uh, this... pull, pull that shit up. I'll, yeah, I'll just ramble about something while you pull that shit up. Yeah, go ahead and ramble. Okay, but I said earlier I really like the post-Endor era, but I think that comes more of the fact of like the potential of the stories you see in there, like Luke building his Jedi, but the execution is it really varies within that time period because Kevin J. Anderson was put in charge of the Jedi Academy trilogy, and if anyone knows anything about Kevin J. Anderson, it's that most of his novels suck ass in Star Wars. Uh, he's the character who created, or he's the author who created Dala, who's the notoriously incompetent Imperial Admiral. He also just had a lot of weirdness in his Academy trilogy. Like, the New Republic sent a diplomat to Kessel to bring them into the New Republic, even though Kessel is like a spice... It's like an illicit, like spice prison colony. So for I was some... say the, <laughs> the 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 empire used it as a prison colony, but I think it was, um, I think that then the I think the Huts took over that shit. Yeah, like some criminal element took it over, but for some reason they sent Han Solo and Chewie there to negotiate bringing them into the New Republic. So yeah, you can tell from the caliber of his writing what that entails. But I don't know. There's a lot of charm to post Endor era seeing Thrawn, and, you know, the... And the kids growing up, that's another element I like, too. Seeing them grow and have their own adventures. But I don't know, like, a lot of the majority of it I just don't vibe with. Jedi Academy trilogy, Corellian trilogy I couldn't even read because I was just bored out of my mind from the first book. Uh, Black Fleet Crisis, oh my god, I hate that trilogy. Like, if it wasn't... <sighs> See, I kind of wish... Because that kind of falls under the radar of semi-obscure Black Fleet Crisis trilogy. Like, I'd love to just rant on it for the novelty of it, since not many people know about it. But I don't know if you'd be willing to read through three books of that. I think I've, I've ranted before about it. It's like, um... It has this emphasis on, like, military sci-fi more than the other Star Wars books. It's where we get stuff like the K-Wing and uh, all the new class ships that literally never get used outside of that trilogy. Like the uh, Nebula class, some other stuff, I forget. I don't know, that book, that's the book where there's a whole Lando subplot that has nothing to do with the main book, the main story, I mean. Yeah, yeah I'm just trying to do some research which one came before. I think it was... Uh... So they don't really give it like concrete, like you know, timeline. Yeah, it's kind of fuzzy with Dark Empire. I think Dark Empire was before Thrawn came back. So I think Thrawn was still in the um, unknown regions. That sounds right. Yes. Are we sure? I'm looking, are we sure we didn't see the twins of Dark Empire at some point, just like for a panel or something? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me do some more because I think. Um, I don't think they were born during Dark Empire, to be honest with No, you. they weren't born in Dark Empire, but they can't... Dark Empire must be after Thrawn Trilogy, because it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> See, now you got me curious about this. Okay, in Dark Empire, right, the twins were still, like, you know, they weren't born yet, right? That's why Palpatine was like, oh, I can go on blah, blah, No, blah. no. Palpatine, they had to have been born, because Palpatine was trying to get in Anakin, who's their youngest brother. He was still, yeah, but was still pregnant. In the, in the Thrawn trilogy, they were born, and they were like, they weren't kids. I mean, they weren't babies. They were like, kind of a little older. No, in the, Thrawn, in the Thrawn trilogy, they were born in the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, they were born, they, in the Thrawn trilogy, they were like, how many years old were they? They, were, they, they were, were literally born. They were literally born? Okay. Yeah, they were newborns in the Thrawn trilogy, which means mm. Thrawn trilogy has to come... Oh, why am I having a brain blast over this shit? It has to be Dark Empire comes after Thrawn, because Anakin is born in that, and he's their youngest sibling. Well, let's see, now I'm going to have to find a timeline. <laughs> 
let's see what we got here. Uh, what else can I ramble on while you do this? I mostly talked about my era stuff, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we're... Right, I think I got something. All right, what do I say? Uh, the Prom Trilogy takes place, it says right here, at 9 ABY. So let's see when Dark Empire takes place. Yeah, 9 ABY would be five, five, five years after Endor. And how far after is Dark Empire? Uh, let's see, let's, let's look. Because it literally won't make any other sense unless Dark Empire is after Thrawn. I think it's only a year after, right? 10 ABY? I'm trying to look, but it doesn't exactly. And this timeline, of course, it didn't put it on here. Just, I'm to just look search up Operation Shadowhand, because that's what the Dark Empire thing is called. That was Palpatine's secret plan to return and attack. Yeah, it kind of does seem funny, though. That uh, Dark Empire takes place after Thrawn. Okay, uh, it started at 10 ABY and it ended at 11 ABY. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that makes sense. I, I was just about to say, like, uh, it's funny that Dark Empire is after the Thrawn trilogy because the Emperor comes back legit, but we don't see Mara at all in the Dark Empire, and you think she'd be interested in that, so she had a whole thing about him in the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, that's what doesn't make no fucking sense to my ass. Like, because I, I, I always thought it was like after the emperor came back, but apparently, apparently it was it was vice versa. It was yeah, Thrawn, then it was the emperor. Yeah, you're, back. you're getting it tripped up later on too. Like when the further we go on with the material, because there's a lot of books that come out, like the X-wing novels, for example. Most of those are before Thrawn, but then some of them take place. Uh, after the Thrawn trilogy, but those books themselves came out after the Thrawn trilogy was written. So it, it gets really twisty as we go on. Like Zinj appearing in the X-Wing novels and getting defeated in Courtship of Princess Leia. Yeah. Yeah, what a fuckery. Yep. Alright, Spark, are you ready to reveal how little you know of Star Wars? Because I'm about to quiz you. Oh, yeah, let's... <laughs> let's... I really don't want to take a quiz. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna do one, then you do one. Okay. So Spark, what title was Coruscant typically referred to as within the Imperial military? Ah! Do you want me to post the question? I'll post it so you, you can just have it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is one of them where you don't really need to overthink it. What title was going to be? Uh, I guess Coruscant. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, the core. I mean, I knew it was in the core sector, but mm -hmm. I don't. Uh, core world, core cap, capital. Uh, it's along those lines. Right, give me a hint here. It's. It sounds more like a title than a name. You you were on the law, along the right lines there, because Coruscant as a name didn't exist until the Thrawn trilogy. Okay, uh, is it the core capital? Nope. Because I know. Okay, it's in the core sector. Yeah, I, I fucking give up. I, I don't know. I, I know it's I know what sector it's in. I just don't know what they named it. Yeah, Coruscant before it got named Coruscant was referred to as the Imperial Center. Ah, okay. That okay, that makes a lot more fucking yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. It's a very forgettable okay. name. Yeah, that's what I mean, because I knew like Coruscant has its own defense fleet, which is part of the, the core sector fleet, which is actually right now tier. Because they actually had a huge ass fleet protected Coruscant during all that, sh like when the Empire was like, you know, at a height of power. Because I know they had dreadnoughts and shit in that, that the core sector fleet, but mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't know what they called it. All right, now it's your turn. Pretty to good question. Me. Thank you, thank you. All right, this is actually pretty easy compared to that. <laughs> well, I thought that one would be easy too. <laughs> <clears throat> 
who is the lead character in the video game Shadows of the Empire? Uh, I haven't played it, but I'm pretty sure the answer to this is Dash Rendar, right? That is correct. Okay, not too bad, not too bad. <clears throat> Name which planet held an Imperial Ubicterate station? Y'all, y'all right there, Spark? Coruscant one? No. Coruscant does not have an Imperial Victorate station. Biss? Good guess, but no. Biss did not have an Imperial Victorate station. There's only one planet that was ever identified to have one. Cardia. What'd you say? Cardia. Corita? No. That had an Imperial Training Academy. That had, that had the Stormtrooper. Yeah. Um, um, holy shit! <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I would know this, Dave. You were just reading the Imperial <laughs> source book the other day. Yes, but I didn't read the plan ahead. Why didn't you take notes for the quiz? I because sh- <laughs> you didn't give me you said Imperial. That, that 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 that's like an entire like. A huge ass shit. Like, how many branches of the sword of the core is there? <laughs> that sort of thing. Like, oh, I don't know. This is one I, I really do not know. You have to tell me this one. The answer to which planet held an Imperial Victorate station was Yaga Minor. Okay, I'm familiar with that. That was in the. The Hand um, of Thrawn trilogy. Okay, yeah, that, well, that was in the Outer Rim, was it? Not, yes. Um, I forget. Yeah. It probably was in the Outer Rim. Let me look it up. Yaga Minor. It was yes, it was in the outer rim. Yeah, because I'm familiar with that from um, Empire War. Because um, Thrawn's Revenge, you have to start out there. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, I think they like, know. In, I think they know in Thrawn's Revenge. If you zoom in on the planet, that is, it has an Imperial Victorate station. Yeah, I don't really pay attention when you when you're playing that game. You don't really. No, you really you have just, to like defend. You zone out and get pissed off when the AI pulls some shit. Which it does on a regular basis. Yeah. Shit. Well, you know that's a good question. You know, you know, you're making me feel like I'm fans of 2014, but all right, that's time for my turn for my poor question. All right, you ready? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. What's the name of the species that got the Death Star plans? And they also mentioned it in uh, Return of uh, the Jedi. Oh, I got that one. It's the Honorable Boffins. There you go. See, right, I, I was about to get tripped up because I thought you were going to say who got the Death Star plans for the first Death Star, and that was like 8 million fucking people. No, I keep it basic. All right. Funny enough, this this next question is about the Death Star, too. Uh, in Star Wars Legends, who was the designer of the Death Star? Oh, my God. I see his face. He had some weird ass name. Um, shit, 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 shit. I, I know this because the Emperor, after the first Death Star blew up, he literally tortured him, brought him back to life, mm-hmm. tortured him again, and kept doing it over and over again. I won't blame you. <laughs> you don't remember it because you obviously know who the guy is. You just don't get the name. Yeah, I, I, I don't. His name is so fucking weird. But like, I knew. I, I, I see his picture because it's normally in black and white. But he got tortured, like really bad, by the Emperor because he was mm-hmm. pissed off. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know his name. I know who he is, though. Like, I could point him out, but I... Yeah, his, his name, name is Bevel yeah. Lemelisk. Yeah, you knew who he was, just not the fucking name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, fucking, yeah. That's why, That's like one of those names where it's kind of like... You, you You can picture the guy, but you can't... You, his name is just so weird. Mm-hmm. Unless you, like, all the fucking time. Okay. Ready for my question? Yes. <clears throat> what was the name of the... Faelene, a crime boss that was one of the leaders of the Black Suns. I know this guy. That's Prince Shizor. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Correct. I haven't even played Dark Empire. Shadow of the Empire, and I got this. Well, he was also in uh, some other media. But yeah, he also played. He also had a hot a shit like Android. Yeah, I know about that, too. 
you know, H pot. H pot stands for hot piece of puss, by the way. Oh, you're gonna have to translate all of our inside jokes. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna have to translate. People know decipher our meaning. <laughs> all right. Which Imperial Admiral was in charge of the protection of the Maw installation? Isn't that Dala? That is correct. What's her first name? I don't know what that dumb bitch is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Natasi Dala. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Well, I mean she dude, she literally gets mounted by Bothan like at old age like I know. I don't, she, I don't even know where that happens, and that's probably fate of the Jedi. Yeah, and on top of that, she loses an entire Super Star Destroyer, so, you know, there's that. She I loses mean. more than just a Super Star Destroyer. She loses, like, all of her Star Destroyers in the Jedi Academy trilogy by the wonderful Kevin J. Anderson, and... Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. She, she has that stupid plan in that series, too, where she wants to, like, ram a Star Destroyer into Coruscant. <sighs> that's that's what I mean. I just know her as Dala, and that's it. Yes. Dala Oshu. Like a joke. Red hit. You know, she also slept with. For this is for people who don't know. She also banged uh, Tarkin. You know, his old musty ass. So uh, that's just reeks of self-insert to me for the authors. You know, the old white dudes writing it. <laughs> you know, they fly. I wasn't ready. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's your turn to torture me. What is the name of the fleet that Darth Vader commanded during the movie Empire Strikes Back? Fuck. The name of the fleet. I know the name of his Star Destroyer was Devastator, but the fleet... Okay. Under, under the command of Darth Vader. The name of the fleet. Damn. Okay, it's not Vader's Fist, is it? No, that's the 501st. Ah, I thought so. Damn. I don't know this. <laughs> oh, you want me to tell you the name? Yeah. Death Squadron. Death Squadron, fuck, I knew that name, but I didn't think that was the name of the fleet. Yeah, that that was the name of the fleet that uh, Darth Vader put together when he was hunting down the rebels was Death Squadron. They had his uh, his Super Star Destroyer as the capital, and he had uh, the various other ships. Uh, like, the Soul Porpoise was literally hung down rebels and blow them up. Ah, well, now I can wear the dunce cap of fan since 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see your last question. Uh, see, now I wish I made this last one harder. How many troopers are required to mount a man in E-Web? That's easy, too. You need the gunner, and you need some guy to, um, uh, activate the, uh, and monitor the, uh, the energy cell. Mm -hmm. That is correct. Yeah, and the later ones, you needed, like, uh, three. Because of, um, they had children, right? Deflector shields. Alright, are you ready for your last question? Yes. Alright. <clears throat> who is the best Imperial Warlord, and why is it Zinj? Why is it Zinj? Well, he has such a finely combed mustache, an attractively rotund stomach, and he has Dathomir within his empire, which if you know anything about Dathomir, you know. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And he also had an SSD as well. Yes, he had an SSD called Iron Fist. He did a lot of fisting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm out of questions. You did yours. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, I guess I mean if you don't nothing else, we talk about games, and whatnot. I mean, there's there's always that that well, that subject. Yeah, what's going on in the realm of games for you? Hmm. Well, Star Wars games, particularly. Yeah, I haven't been playing any uh, well, Star Wars games lately. Funny enough, I have Nice Republic 2. I haven't bought it, but I haven't really got around to it. Because I play that game a lot, and I haven't really got around to that. That game's awesome. You know, let's talk about that. Nice, the uh, the Nice Republic series, like, you know, 1 and 2. Obviously, they have the, MMM, the MMO, but, like, I've also played that, and I was also kind of disappointed of that. That, well, you know, because Bioware. They're mm -hmm. shitty-ass free-to-play model, but, you know. Yeah, the... Like the contrast between Knights of Republic one and two, it's like night and day. Like I like two because of the atmosphere and the characters, minus Craig who complained about everything he did. Influence lost. Exile. Why didn't you push him off the cliff? Uh, Exile. Why did you save him? Give me a break, Craig. Exile. On. Why aren't you wearing a mask? 
<laughs> yeah, she probably she probably would be one of those fucking like random ass people that come up to you like, "Why aren't you wearing a mask?" She gonna be holding a smartphone too. Apollo. Yeah, I, I, funny enough, I've never beaten KOTOR 2. Not out of lack of trying, because the game literally glitched on me after I defeated Nihilus on the Ravager, and I could just literally do nothing about it. Yeah, like, like after the Ravager, you had to go to, um... God, what's that planet? What, Talos? No, you didn't go to Malakor. Malakor, yeah, because they changed Malakor in Rebels. They named it more... Or not more no, no, it's still Malakor. Is it still Malakor? Yeah, okay. you're thinking of uh, Korriban they changed. Well, that was in Clone Wars. Yeah, I don't know why they changed Korriban either. Like, oh, he was fine being George Korriban. being George. Oh, what are they, Morban? Yes. What do they call it now? Shit, I still call it Korriban, so I know what it is. Korriban's actually kind of neat, but kind of scary in a way. Like, it's scary in a sense that, like, these Force ghosts inhabiting, like, the tombs of, like, ancient Sith Lords... They can literally just like either possess your dumbass, or they can just literally melt your face and laugh about. It. Like, you're like, on top of that, they have like the dark side infused creatures, you know, living within like the tombs, you know, themselves. Yeah. It's like you uh, have to be crazy going in there. I was really scared you're gonna quiz me on some goddamn uh, dead Sith Lord shit because I was really rusty on that. No, <laughs> I mean, that, well, no, I'm not gonna, you know, I wasn't gonna question about that because, like I said, like you know, it's supposed to be like haha questions. Now like, I'm trying to, you know, get one up on a type of question because yeah, I could have been like, you know, who's the the best ancient duelist? Yeah, Obviously, well, that's too awkward, but you know, well, I definitely or, like, was trying to get one up on you to prove how superior I am. Well, you know, congratulations, <laughs> Star Wars. You know, it's going places. <laughs> those places are the sewer. Well, we still got the EU, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's not going anywhere. You know, that's the good thing. The EU has so much shit. Like, like okay, like, I'm going to say this out loud now. The EU did have its fair share of complete cornball shit, right? But they also had a lot of good shit within, you know, the EU that you can honestly, if you pick out, like, the corny shit that you think you shouldn't read, you don't have to read a lot of it. You can just read what you want, and you saw a lot more media than, you know, some of the new stuff now. They aren't. Especially, like... I was just going to say, they typically aren't restrained either with, like, pre-established events with a lot of their material, too. Yeah. What... I mean, the Disney stuff nowadays, they're trying to push, what, the New Republic on? The High Republic. Yeah, the High... Not the New Republic. Yeah, that's... Yeah, the High Republic. That's such, like, a weird, like, time, like... To even put like books at, in my opinion, like well, it's it's nothing only, happens. It's only two hundred years before that. Every one thing looks completely different, which you know, like they have this weird aesthetic going on, which you know, it wouldn't look too bad to steal for tabletop games. However, but it's only two hundred years before the movies, so a lot of species live past that. So it's a little strange to place that so close to the timeline. And you know, yeah. their main villain, been... yeah, their main villain is just space Vikings. Which okay, cool, yeah. And they also introduced the whole, like, you know, Jedi can, you know, bang, but they can't have relationships. Well, honestly, I think, I th- I think that's how it should be. Because I don't think there's anything wrong I mean, with banging and being a Jedi. I mean, I mean, granted, like, yeah. You know, they're not exactly supposed to be, like, you know, um, like the stereotypical, like, you know, nuns or, like, you know, monks. Mm-hmm. But, like, because obviously you, you can't really suppress, you know basic biology here like you're gonna have to like you know you have to urge the bang unless you take like some sort of like weird chemical castration type shit that literally takes away like your urge but you know that's kind of fucking cruel becoming a jedi in my opinion you know speaking but, um, about this uh I'm, I'm gonna take a fucking detour to the new jedi order during the long war there's this character called Verger that was a jedi that lived with the yujon vong for like 50 years or something and there's later on she meets up with Luke, who has his own order at this point, and they have this really interesting discussion about Vergier, like proposing the idea of what's going to happen when his when his son Ben Skywalker is born, and she kind of like talks about the idea of like a Jedi dynasty and what negative effect that could have on the galaxy and what he would do about that if anything. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting with the whole Jedi banging and whatnot. Yeah, Luke's. 
Jedi Order was unique because, like, the old, like, this is before a lot of the change. Because remember, you, you weren't supposed to really have some sort of attractions, but they didn't really go in like the nitty gritty details about, you know, Jedi banging each other, which I guess, like, if you don't really like, but like, the, another side of coin here is when you constantly, like, if you have one person, you know, you have your little fun with, obviously you're going to be attracted and have feelings towards said person. But it was like a one night stand at some planet, sure. Which, you know, begins the uh, debate of, you know, if you should do it or not, because at least through the dark side and blah, blah, blah. But, like, which, with Luke's order, like, you could fall in love, which makes, you know, more, have a lot more sense instead of, like, increasing that temptation of, like, oh, I can't fall in love, but, like, you know, I'm going to have to, but I have to break my vows and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Because it, it kind of releases kind of a pressure off someone. Like, if I'm becoming a Jedi, I could still have the option of having a kid. Mm -hmm. or you know falling in love but you're going to have to teach people like if your significant other does die because like like for example like if you're a jedi right Dave, and, like someone kills your like your wife you're going to be pissed off and want to revenge right but you can't do that if you're jedi because you know you fall down that dark path so you kind of have to like you know teach you know the jedi had like in question to kind of like you know remember their training and calmness and shit but like I guess there's a big debate you can, you know, talk about there and how it could be like a slippery slope down the dark side. But I mean, if it works, it works. But I don't think there should, like, the more you restrict someone and tell them they can't do it, they're going to want to do it more, in my opinion. Yeah. So, there, I mean, there's that. That is true. Indeed. Uh, is there anything else you want to go on a tangent about? Cause I think I'm about good. Yeah, I, th I think I'm about good. I think we we pretty much covered some d decent topics. Yeah, so we're reading Han Solo at Star's End, and that's what are going to be our next episode to talk about and rant and yes. rave about all the weird early '70s shit they wrote in. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know how long that'll be. Like what? A week from now? I don't think it'll take us that long to finish this. It's not like 200 or something pages, so it shouldn't be that long. Yep, and that's when we'll come back. <laughs>